I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Unprovoked and unsolicited advice. advice. I am tired. No, just because it's popular doesn't mean it's right and doesn't Mm. mean it's right for you. It's easier to be validated online by a bunch of strangers than be validated when you're stuck in a life that actually doesn't speak to anything that you want from it. Without acknowledging your privilege, you actually don't acknowledge the power that you have to bring about positive change. The stats don't lie. People are not making money like that. Not just in the UK, but this is genuinely an economic crisis. Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney and we are your online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are going to be talking about how social media is ruining our expectations. Oh baby, yes Based off of our last (laughs) episode, well, it might be a couple episodes back at this point, (laughs) we were talking about how, you know, know social media has been distorting our expectations even for friendships as well as romantic relationships right and some people were kind of like "Mm, actually maybe you're just broke did you see that well well, one thing you're gonna get from us is a response (laughs) so But genuinely, when I saw those comments of people being like, mm, no, you're just broke, you know, get friends with a higher tax bracket. Yeah. Um, I saw, wow, people are really tapped. But yeah. that's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also we can have a really broad conversation around how social media is distorting what we view as normal. normal. And so that's pretty much the episode. I'm very excited to get into this one. Let me tell you that for free. Since everybody and their mates are making 100K. Apparently. Even the, anyways. Allegedly. When we bring the figures. Allegedly. Anyways, housekeeping announcements. Live show is on Friday. The live show is in five days. That's outrageous. Our biggest event ever. Over a thousand people. Also, I just want to say, if any of you guys see us in like person or anything, and we're looking a bit scruffy or lived in, Firstly, please, 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 look please. at my edges. <laughs> now, I don't want anybody in the comments talking about Courtney. I think it's Safi's take out here. We're um, working on we're it. Okay, on, you know that's There's why I had so to <laughs> about the comments. Someone left. <laughs> Bro, I was like, I'm going for a lot. <laughs> Live show is coming. We're working, babes. There's things Ooh, to do. We're like trying dogs. to be presentable. Somebody was like, oh, girl, you got to redo the front of your braids. I was, Baby, you got to come do it for it. <laughs> we got things to do, okay? We're going to be looking we beautiful, fantastic, excellent, wonderful. It wonderful, fantastic. live show. But we're working girls. We have yeah. things to do. Give us five days. Give us grace, Give man. Us time. But in that lead up to the five days, if you see us looking positively disheveled, <laughs> you should face your friend. This is called the rebirth story. There we go. This is all about, do you not believe in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ? Wow. That's what that we're channeling. <laughs> that's very what we're channeling. Look, look, look. That's what we're channeling, okay? <laughs> we're bringing yeah, ourselves guys, back to life. For please. real, it's been, you know what though? We thank God, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just been a busy time but it's been fun and exciting stuff trying to make this our biggest and best Absolutely. event ever and genuinely you guys have showed up and showed out i think at this point we're 
pretty much sold out. Yeah. You can definitely check if there's still availability to sit in the gallery, but I think it's safe to, to be fair, I actually think most event people consider 80% sold as sold yeah, out. Like, yeah. um, we're definitely well over that, baby. What was that? Just technically, giving. that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Technically, eight, yeah, we're way over that. Yeah, so thank you for yeah. another sold yeah, out show. Like, <laughs> y'all got to squish at this point. They're like, but yeah, it's literally at the point where like Hackney Empire, the like reserved seats, yeah, it's like, okay, we need to open that up. up. Right, right. Literally. Yeah, we so got. If no you want to scour through the website, see if you can get um tickets for the gallery just so that you can be at our best event, then do. Please don't ask us if it will be recorded. You guys already know the answers always know. Mm-hmm. Live shows, you have to be there that's why they're live baby Simple if you as miss that. out you miss out catch also, us at the next one um they're trying to charge us an astronomical fee if we did want to record it so sorry it's not in the budget um, it's not in the bu- <laughs> and i just want to emphasize because folks will look at hackney empire and think oh we've got these like huge sponsors or there's a big nah. institute the only institution that is sponsoring the hackney empire live show is the sisterhood it's called to my sisters ltd <laughs> to my sisters ltd <laughs> biggest biggest bad thing this is community powered so honestly thank you all for your support this is why we kind of need you to show up and show out for us and you always do so thank you so much and we roll on to friday Way we friday. can't wait to see you all definitely come ready to mingle to chat um to meet a sister have a good kiki play sure. some cool games as you guys know we have amazing co-hosts amazing panelists it's just gonna be a lit evening good time and we can't wait for you to join us friends family sisters brothers all of y'all we can't wait uh any other housekeeping stuff really I think we're actually a go. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Yeah, live show. I mean, we're working on stuff in the background, but (laughs) till the live show is over and we've rested, uh, you won't hear much about that. But it's okay. Keep your eyes open, your finger on the on the buttons of our, you know, social pages, and you'll see that when it comes out. Hint, hint, hint. Wonderful. Things are coming. Excellent. Anyway, somebody is in need of help. And so let's get straight into answering a ding ding ding. Dilemma. Lego. Always always in trouble. (laughs) They always in trouble. Dear Courtney and Renee, I'm a younger sister, 23, from Zimbabwe, but I've been an international student in the Netherlands Mm -hmm. since 2020. Mm -hmm. I recently graduated over the summer, finishing my five-year plan, Mm -hmm. and I'm about to move to a bigger city with my long-term boyfriend, and we are currently staying with his parents. I'm currently struggling because my master's is a lot harder than I anticipated and requires more time, and I'm really tired from my bachelor's. The tribe I had established is now spread over the country and Mm -hmm. in different countries, and I've been really lonely and isolated additionally realizing that i need to figure out my life after this master's which is one year long Mm -hmm. i'm so scared that i won't be able to fully rely on myself and the future is not as clear as it used to be in high school how do you cope with crazy Mm. adjustments and planning your life kind regards your younger sister who appreciates your wisdom and is currently loving your book oh thanks sis glad that you're enjoying the book hello to our sister from zimbabwe we love our zimbabwean sisters yeah and we love our netherlands sisters as well dutch sisters ah the dutchies we love you guys um i don't know i was thinking of um you know in spongebob square pants the flying dutch dutchman no Anyways, for those that know the Flying Dutchman from SpongeBob SquarePants, not that that is even related whatsoever. Let's get back to the dilemma. Anyways, sis, first of all, I feel you Mm, strongly. mm, I have been mm, there. Courtney has been mm -hmm. there. A whole bunch of sisters that are listening to this have been there and are still there. Yes. I think 
the thing about going through education systems and just going through a process of institutionalization is that mm. it gives you the false sense of security in a very, very clear path, mm. right? You've got the security of knowing that I'm going to go to, you know, uh, school for a, a period of time and then after school I'm going to go to university and then after university I'm going to get a good job and do all of these kind of amazing and yeah. incredible things yeah. the reality of life is we have to deal with uncertainty we will get to the end of our you know educational uh, trajectory whether it be if you go to university or not and oh mm. by the way congratulations yeah. momentous Bachelor's, huge masters, fantastic rolling. look at you it's giving educated babe Sheesh. we about love to it move for with you. your boo thing about Come to on. move in with your boo thing who is hopefully a wonderful upstanding mm-hmm. member of the male community so congratulations on all of the things that you have around you all of the things that you have done um and actually spend some time celebrating i know yeah that it can be so easy to get lost in the anxiety of the future that we forget to actually be present in our present so So the first thing that i would say is actually enjoy your present you've just finished you've literally just finished up growing you still need a lot of energy to actually process that Mm. so spend some time celebrating and then thinking about obviously your future you will never be able to completely plan out your future step by step so that is completely perfect life doesn't work that way the best that you can do is outline a couple of things that you want for yourself in your life and work towards it recognizing that there may be things that come in your way recognizing that you may have to tweak it every now and again recognizing that there's no pressure to have the um, perfect house and the perfect relationship and the perfect kids if you want them Mm. and the perfect dog and the you know whatever dream it is that you have for yourself it is very much having a rough outline of you know your purpose or the things that you want to achieve and consciously taking micro steps towards working towards them i think for a lot of people women especially we can fall into that trap of i want the perfect life straight away and i want it now and if i don't get there then something is wrong with me and we actually achieve burnout as opposed to our dreams because we're so focused on trying to power that particular dream so i would definitely say celebrate rest take some time out to really think about what are the things that you may want Mm. also giving yourself grace to actually pivot and change if there's one thing that i've definitely realized along this journey of life in career relationships all that kind of stuff is you will have to pivot you will have to iterate you will have to change anyways and you know sometimes it looks like shortening timelines sometimes it looks like lengthening timelines Mm. so very much go in with this flexible approach to planning your Mm. life is definitely what i would say i would also say one of my favorite words sequencing focus on the here and now as much as possible and focus on stacking things back to back there's no point worrying about what's going to happen in five ten years if you haven't even sorted out the next six months or the next 12 months you're about to move in with your boofing what does that actually look like have you guys had you know the conversations around that how things will work um what does settling into that new community really look Mm -hmm. like i would definitely say try and think about more of the short-term things um as you can and just really setting yourself up for success so then you have the capacity and the headspace to start thinking about Mm. the more long-term things Um, I would also say lean into the fact that whilst your friends are going to disparate places and this is actually a momentous life change for you lean into the fact that you don't actually have to do this by yourself Mm. I know you said that in your dilemma but you have an amazing long-term boyfriend and his family as well who are hopefully super supportive of you so that's already a support system and whilst your friends may not be close to you 
they will still definitely be supporting you. It just requires a little bit more intentionality. And the fact that you're actually thinking about this already is such a good sign. Mm. I remember when um, I went off to do my master's and there was like a five hour time zone difference. And my friends in the United Kingdom, I couldn't see them as often as I wanted in person. It looks like scheduling the FaceTimes. It looked like being intentional in carving out time to engage with my friends just so that I could continue to keep that connection. Mm. But it was also being realistic with the fact that times are changing and things will have to change. And I will have to grieve that part of my friendship where I had easy access to these folks for a period of time. But that doesn't mean that we can't craft something that's new and equally as beautiful as the times that we shared as friends in close proximity to each other Mm -hmm. at that particular time of our lives. Mm -hmm. So being very, very intentional about the relationships that you want to continue, being intentional with your friends and creating new ways in which you can connect with them as well can be super, super helpful moving forward. And then also leaning on your boyfriend, leaning on the family system and structure that you have. And then whenever you're ready, actually thinking about building a community in the Netherlands. Like I'm sure there are lots of sisters from the Netherlands. This is your opportunity for you to arise and shine. Um, There's so many community groups that you can tap into there as well. And it's again, being active and intentional about thinking about where are the places that you want to go. Mm -hmm. If you are, for example, a believer, finding a church community that you resonate with. If you are somebody that has specific hobbies, actually putting yourself out there. It may even look like, you know, dragging your boyfriend along to a couple of, you know, meetings or community gatherings or groups or whatnot, just so that you have somebody that is almost like a stabilizing force with you and can also be somebody that can affirm you during these new and not testing, but testing in the sense of it's taking you out of your comfort zone so having a source of comfort amidst the discomfort of being around new people new faces building new community but sis i would genuinely say first and i guess last of all you're actually not the only one to have gone through this. There will be so many other people that are actually in the same boat as you right now that have graduated and their friends are going to different places. And, you know, they just have a very different setup to like school and whatnot. Stick with it. Trust me, you will get through it. You already have some great support systems in place and it's just about that added intentionality. If there's one thing that I've really learned from the transition of formal educational institution into adulthood is intentionality everything requires intentionality but also everything requires energy and it's really important that you manage that burnout and you ensure that you actually have times and seasons of rest to really recharge and not just chase things um 100% because you'll find yourself super super drained Mm -hmm. so I'll definitely encourage you to recap celebrate yourself make sure that you have intentional times of rest to just recharge recoup and process lean into the existing support structures that you have for your long-term boyfriend his family be super super intentional about maintaining the relationships that you have and changing the way that you conceive of the proximity that you have to your friends through facetimes or online activities and all that kind of good stuff and then also being super intentional about creating new relationships take your time of course um is super super important and sequencing babes sequencing a day at a time a step at a time you have your whole life ahead of you and there's no reason why you should spend the rest of your days literally pondering upon what the rest of your days will look Mm -hmm. like take it a day at a time yeah Yeah, that's what i would say miss what about you I agree with all of that. And I think it's really encouraging. Um, and I think the the challenging thing about new seasons is they present new challenges mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. requires new things from us. And often it makes us reflect as to whether those we possess that tenacity or that capability or resilience. And I think 
one thing you need to notice and probably even you can look at your own life and your own track record and notice this is you've made it through the last five years mm-hmm. and you can make it through the next five years because you five years ago probably didn't even know how you were going to adjust to a bachelor's exactly. and the new demands that came with that kind of growth in your academic life and you did it and now you're on the other other side of it and so take that as an encouragement to say you can adapt to new things this is just a new thing you may not have you know fully estimated correctly Mm. and I think most of us don't right we say we want something we achieve it and then it's quite different maybe not in a negative way but it's quite different to what we anticipated and I think that's actually okay I think you need to give yourself the patience and the grace to adjust to this unforeseen challenge like you said your master's is taking up a lot more time than you anticipated it to and it's you know requiring a lot more from you maybe this is a great time like you were saying to lean into existing community Mm. existing support support systems or at least communicating what um you need support with right now right do you need more encouragement do you need you know certain things to be taking off of your hands do you just want a listening ear um but even for yourself allow yourself to just sit down and be like oh this is actually a very overwhelming time right. what does this time actually require from me How can I begin to give it that time and that energy or whatever it is it requires, whether it's a new schedule, me, you know, taking time to maybe talk to my lecturers, talk to people on my course about how we can adjust or, you know, get more used to this new terrain. Um, Let me give it that attention. Mm. And this may mean lessening your participation in certain things around you just so you can give more time to this but allow yourself to actually get on top of this the worst thing I think for a program which is so short is to feel so overwhelmed for so long that you never get on top of it until it's a bit not too late but you're towards the end and with stuff like this it's easy for that feeling of overwhelm to actually overtake you right. and you never feel like you're on top of things and you, you've mm-hmm. never caught up. So I would say because this is actually time sensitive in terms of your master's degree, yep. take as much time as you need right now and as a priority, get on top of it. So if it means, you know, like I said, adjusting your schedule around this, then do it because this is something that's important to you. Like you mm-hmm. said, it's a part of your five-year plan, which mm-hmm, I'll get onto mm-hmm. in a minute, but make sure that this is something you actually get on top of just so that sense of overwhelm and anxiety um, diminishes a bit. And also you can start to sharpen the skills that this season of your life is going to demand from you. Mm. And it's not that you don't possess it. It's just maybe you haven't actually taken time to take a step back to see what it is it's even needed. You go, I mean, what's needed from you? Um, About having a five-year plan, I think I learned very early on in my (laughs) career journey that it doesn't work like that. (laughs) Just because like, like you said, and I think that's a perfect way to put it, academia up until this point for you and for most people is very linear mm. and it's very um you do this you it's very formulaic do you get what I mean everyone's moving at the same pace the steps are kind of laid out for you you finish first year you go second year you finish that you go to third year it's very pro- like it's v- a linear progression very mm. easy to map out life after that though is literally a freestyle movement <laughs> like it's you here are some building blocks build what you want and that can become very overwhelming because you can start to think well how do I build when there's no clear 
manual there's no clearance and everyone mm. has been there when it comes to adulting because there is no play for play and you may think you've got it down to a t but then you find that actually the plans that you had are more overwhelming than you thought because there's no curriculum for life there's nobody who's going to hand you a textbook and be like just read these things in this order and you'll be able to master something actually mastery comes with a lot of experimentation mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. comes with a lot of relinquishing control in some ways now there's a difference between relinquishing control in terms of like, I need to control every outcome of my life and being intentional, right? So you can have control over yourself and self-control and discipline and all of that. But in terms of the way your life turns out, you can't control absolutely everything because you can't control people. You can't control environments. You can't control the unexpected as well. And it's easy to want to predict everything, but not everything in life is actually predictable. And especially as women, sometimes we can feel upset about that because it's like no I want to have my life planned and a lot of us have goals which are time bound and it's Mm. like no this needs to happen in the time frame I said it needs to happen or it's gonna you know be a domino effect Mm. and everything else I want for my life will not be achieved and I think the more you let go of that need and that desire to control everything the easier life actually gets and I think you let go of that control when you realize that five years is such a subjective and arbitrary amount of time. There is no objective rule that says in the next five years, you must have achieved X, Y, Z. Absolutely. As, I don't know how old, you said you're 23. 23. At 23, you've actually achieved what a lot of people at like much older age than you are like, oh damn, I'd like to be doing that. I'd like to be there. And it's not that they're behind and it's not that you're ahead. You're just where your life is um, and you should embrace that. And I know it's very easy to want to be like, no, I want to map out my success. But the issue isn't the map. It's just about becoming successful, whatever Mm. that means to you. And sometimes your route to success will have to change. And sometimes your definition of success, especially when you're this young, actually changes as well. Like we're in our mid to late 20s and our definition of success is still changing (laughs) every single like quarter it's like no actually no that's not what I actually Mm -hmm, think success mm -hmm, is or mm -hmm. that's not what will make me happy and so apart from being really obsessed with particular goals particular metrics particular timelines I know it sounds very cliche but actually fall in love with the process Mm -hmm. and what this stage of your life is going to teach you and sharpen in you if that makes sense this is about glowing and growing in that deep work than and becoming that person versus achieving certain things um and I think you're at a very nice time in your life where like you said it's full of a lot of new beginnings and new seasons can feel very scary Mm -hmm. but as the seasons change even in nature it's just about equipping yourself and I think you're at a stage right now with you need to get equipped, right? If if the season is changing and it's going from summer to autumn, that's when you start bringing out your winter jackets. That's when you start getting oh, your, hello. you know, your good umbrella. Um, and that's what you need to be doing right now. Like I may not foresee every what every day in this season is going to look like. It's currently we're in London at the moment. I couldn't tell you if it's going to rain tomorrow. It'll be sunny. I really couldn't. At this point, no, not really. But that's life sometimes, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I actually can't tell you what tomorrow's going to look like. I can't tell you what next year is going to look like. But what I can tell you is I'm prepared for mm-hmm. it. If mm-hmm. it does rain, I've got a coat. Do you know what I mean? If it is cold, I've got a scarf. If it, um, if it's sunny, I've got my shades. I'm equipped for what comes forth. And at this stage of your life, it's just about getting equipped. Mm-hmm. So equipping yourself with community, equipping yourself with certain skills, sharpening certain characteristics within you. Built, and I, kn- I know it's quite difficult 
saying equip yourself with community when it feels like your community is displaced. Mm. But I love what you said. There is literally community everywhere. You just need to go and find new people. But also those connections with the the last community members that you had mm-hmm. are not lost just because, you know, distance is now involved. You exactly. can definitely make use of technology and being intentional to make sure that those relationships are still strong and still beneficial to you. Um, so yeah, girl, this is your equipping season. I, d- I don't know what else to tell you. Challenges are going to come. More challenges will probably even come. <laughs> so girl, get used to getting stronger. There you go. It really is about getting stronger That's and getting it. equipped, man. That's it. I'm telling you, life... Seasons change, guys. Things change. People change. I'm telling you, university or, like, formal education was, like, the last institution we had buffering us against. Yeah. The, the reality of life. Um, but stuff. you know what? You do adapt. You actually do survive. You do. Um, and you, do. you actually learn to enjoy every single season, especially when you are well equipped. Like, oh, yeah. I personally don't really like winter, but like when the cold days come, as long as I've got all the clothes that I need, I could be outside. Just about I don't do care. Got my umbrella. The only thing I don't like about winter, though, is the rain. And yeah, like rain. Wind. Rain and wind mm-hmm. combo. Mm-hmm. It's the rain and wind combo. You can't That's catch me outside. And sometimes yeah. equipping looks like ah, I've made a decision not to put Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. And I know what my my hard hard, my lines, hard are. lines are. Yeah. Just not I'm not in involved in that. Simple as. Because the wind, so tangential, guys. But the wind, I don't know if it's like the architecture of like where we live, but like right outside where mm-hmm. we live, when we are walking, the way the wind. Yeah, it's a lot. Grips it's you. It's a lot. The kind where you're like, oh, I might just be blown away yeah, if I'm not careful. It's a lot of wind. Um, but hey, that's life. So, sis, we hope that that's helpful. All the best for your masters. We know that you're absolutely going to kill it. Um, and all the best for your relationship as yeah, well. I hope your beautiful. boyfriend and his parents and stuff are treating you nice mm-hmm. and you're enjoying the Netherlands and all the best, basically. Keep us updated. We're always here for you. All right. Well, into today's episode, oh, let's talking go. about setting, well, not even setting realistic expectations because realistic. Realism at this point is so subjective. Um, So we're not here to tell you what you should expect. Mm. But what we are here to say is inspect what is informing your Mm -hmm. expectations. Mm. Um, Because with social media, the growth of and the rise of technology, as well as just surveillance into everybody else's (laughs) lives, there's so (laughs) many of us who are like, oh, what should I actually want for myself? Mm. And I'm saying this from a place of, I've been there. Mm. You see people Mm -hmm. are doing X, Y, Z, especially when you're comparing yourself to like your age mate Mm -hmm. and thinking, oh, should I want that too? And then there Mm -hmm. are so many conversations and dialogues happening online, which are telling you, you should want this. And this is how, what you should expect from your partner. This is how your friends should show up for you. Mm. And it's like, ah, how do I actually create unique expectations uh-huh. for myself? Uh-huh. Um, and so the first question I kind of wanted to open up with before we go into the you're just broke conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know what I'm talking about, go and listen to our episode on our friendships becoming too expensive. Yep. And then go and look at the like content we posted on socials about it and look at the comments where people are like, especially on one particular reel when I was talking about what we consider normal. Mm. Somebody commented underneath because I was saying how like, we all assume that getting a Dior saddle for your birthday is normal, normal. but what's actually normal is getting a candle. And somebody was like, nah, you're just broke. (laughs) 
a there couple people were like, you just need to have friends in your tax yeah. bracket. You just need to level up. You just need to level up. Let me tell you, this is not a community for Get you, baby. You need to go. And, yeah, you need to go and find those trusts elsewhere. You're not going to find them in the TMS community. And it's so go. funny because obviously you don't get all the context on in like short clips but like i literally prefaced that point with i know everyone's gonna be like oh get better friends and just i need to get more richer friends interesting that i was right but so, <laughs> even the idea anyways we'll get no, into it yeah, yeah. even on. the idea that getting better friends is equated with friends that are richer, richer. yeah but it's the whole your network is your network yeah, some of y'all suck as people you got money but you suck been saying it bad yeah character um but at the same time before we get into that conversation mm-hmm. what do you think are some of the most like <laughs> what are the biggest <laughs> what are the biggest themes that are being shared online yeah. right now that are shaping our expectations mm. in romantic as well as platonic relationships interesting would you say? some biggest of the most themes. interesting ones you gotta have money yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a big one i saw a tweet uh, recently i think it was even yesterday where someone was like Everybody on Twitter is allegedly making six figures. Yeah. And yet the national average, at least in the United Kingdom, for um, salaries is like 28,000. Yeah. So what's the truth? Is it that all everybody that's within that tax bracket, that 1% of folk that are making, you know, 250,000 a year are on Twitter, yeah. on social media, and everybody else that is quote unquote broke is just making mm. 28K, doesn't have social media? Um, there was even a tweet by like an influencer or something that was like, 4k a month is not enough for mm. um it's not enough for two adults mm. every month mm, interesting and it's like oh that's the cost of like a wig or like the cost of Whoa. yeah cost of all Crazy. sorts of yeah all sorts of stuff but we'll get there when we get there but yeah money is a big one mm-hmm. and having a lot of money and not just money but also quote-unquote assets mm. so things like traditional things like you know having a house mm. having the car having the family all that kind of stuff but also this whole idea of lavishing the people that mm. you care about yeah. right you know there's the lavish engagement parties there's the lavish weddings there's the lavish birthday mm. parties I think it's not necessarily a bad thing to want to aspire to lavish the people that you care about. But I think when you're seeing these images consistently, you start to think, ah, maybe every single time that I want to show somebody that I care about them, I have to be lavish. I have to spend um, an exuberant amount of money for them to understand that, yeah, I care about you. And I think also sometimes we implicitly, especially within romantic relationships, but I think it seeps into friendships Mm -hmm. as well where we have this expectation that our partner needs to spend pee Mm, mm, mm. on like very, very important celebrations. So typically for women, it's the birthdays, it's the Christmas, it's the taking me out on, you know, baby moons, thinking about honeymoons. Everything needs to be lavish. Just ah, adore me, baby. Spoil me, spoil me, spoil me. And trust me, I am not adverse to being spoiled. I actively encourage being spoiled. But I think- Again, you know what I mean? I think it really is about nuance, right? It's how do I ensure that whilst I am consuming these things and this is a big theme that's coming up on, you know, social media, I'm not allowing to I'm I'm not allowing myself to think that this is something I should expect forever and right. incessantly, right? right? There are different expressions and different forms of love that are equally, if not in some cases, more important than the lavish depictions of love that we see on social media. Mm. And sometimes these things can get lost because we are so enamored yeah. by you flashy know things. flashy things, right? Yeah. We forget when the things stop flashing, who is the person at the core? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like when the lights mm. are off, mm-hmm. who are you at your yeah. core is very, very important. So that's a big theme that I've definitely noticed yeah. on like social media. 
I think also expectations for partners. Mm. I think there are far too many people that are talking about what they think is normal for their own relationships to the point where lots of us are just getting advice from like entirely too many people that quote unquote are experts when it comes to relationships, right? So, you know, how you should go about a courtship, what roles, um, whatever gender exactly should fulfill. I feel like we are just being absolutely battered, battered and beaten. I can't turn it around again on social media without, uh, as a woman, you should. You should. Uh, as a man. It's uh, a lot. It's a lot. All of these people that are trying to ascribe all of these characteristics yeah. onto gender, gendered roles within yeah. relationships. Like too many experts, too many people coming in and weighing in at, well, I think that this relationship should be like X, Y, Z. And I yeah. think X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z unprovoked and unsolicited advice i am tired and it's often unprovoked and unsolicited advice from folks that would be better spent focusing on their own relationships or focusing on their own endeavors yeah y'all probably been hearing about the whole will smith and And jada Jada. pinkett smith situation and i often think there are so many conversations that i personally would think hmm Maybe I should just call this guy. We should have a conversation about our relationship. Mm. So I think there's a lot of um, decontextualized advice that has been given to other people, which is now making people question, do I have the right expectations for my partner? Um, So that's definitely been a huge, huge theme. Mm. I think also misplaced calls for accountability a lot on social media within um, relationships so don't get me wrong i love this whole idea of holding people accountable i love this whole idea of ensuring that the people around you are integral people people that stick to their word people that you call out um and call up when they are misbehaving but i think that because social media has almost become it's almost created a um how do you say it's almost created a stage for Mm. people airing out their dirty laundry that it's almost as though people revel in the dirty laundry of other people, which prevents people from actually progressing in their relationships. Suddenly it's not about reconciliation or restoration. Suddenly it's about shame. Suddenly it's about cancel culture. Suddenly it's about taking accountability, but to what end? Just to actually embarrass somebody. So I think a lot of relationships are even breaking down because too many people are getting into that game of, well, I want to get one up on you. I want to pose or a moral grandstand or some as somebody that's better somebody that's perfect or somebody that is um completely devoid of any kind of responsibility yeah. when it comes to relationships when in reality when we engage with people in real life it usually is a give and take yeah. it usually is there isn't a clear villain and victim it usually is that there are loads of grays gray exactly and i think too many of us are falling into that trap of believing that we are inherently good people mm. when for the most part the majority of us are terrible people or we are just people that are both bad and good you know we are complex people so i think we lose the complexity of relationships a lot online forsaken completely just ah this person is a villain or you know um i don't want to like mention too many people's business online but Mm. that's what i'm now privy to because Mm. i go on social media but you know if somebody gets in first to talk about an abusive situation Mm. between them and their spouse Mm. then that's the prevailing narrative that Mm. runs and it's like oh actually there's a lot more nuances to this relationship than people would think hard to convey on social media exactly so we get into yeah we just get into such a toxic place of 
I just want to get one up on you yeah. as opposed to I want to figure things out with That's you. That's really good. Um, yeah. So yeah, those are a bunch of the themes that I've been seeing, but yeah, Miss Courtney, I, compl- I completely you? agree with those. Um, I also think like just perfection, mm. like our expectation of too people much. to be perfect. And as soon as they make a mistake and I, okay, let me preface this by saying this. I love social media. Obviously social media is like super entertaining, can be really fun. And I know that there's a clear line or I don't know there isn't a clear line sometimes however about what's a joke yep. and what becomes a narrative oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. even things around like x I love those kind of threads those are so funny I really love it but I feel like especially on sites like twitter yeah jokes can easily become unnuanced discourse mm. do you get what I mean where it's like okay something that started off as just a less or kiki someone's now hurt by something or someone's like triggered by something and it now becomes an actual conversation which lacks a lot of nuance and like I said with um social media it's hard to even convey nuance because mm. of the way things are set up like exactly. timelines algorithms character caps like the fact that you can't really hear a lot of tonality it's just mm. like anything can become misunderstood misinterpreted very quickly and so i feel like with perfect the perfection um narrative it's often people being like oh my gosh i would never take that from my partner and it's like something which is actually so minute now becomes such a large issue mostly due to peer pressure and then we start to be like we start to nitpick at people like oh this person's a really good person but they do this you throw them out cancel don't want it how can i settle how can i settle why would i settle for that and i think there's a we've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast in general but like dehumanizing as well as a lack of empathy Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. we can't even apply the patience that we give ourselves to other people just because the medium is the internet and it's like oh I'm not perfect. I know I'm not perfect, but at least I can judge somebody else and be vocal about their imperfection. And I think with social media, there can easily become a pressure from so many different people to make sure you're with a quote unquote perfect person. And I think the issue that that feeds into more broadly is we're now building relationships based on how will it be perceived versus Mm. how do I actually feel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. within it right where it's like oh I want to be with this person but like how does it look how does it appear what will other people think and I think because of social media kind of building this really big network for a lot of us where we don't know that many people in real life but now Mm. we know that many internet people we're now operating for a lot of us, we're now operating based on the opinions of far too many people. Exactly. Do you get what I mean? Exactly. And it's like, how will people perceive this? People who don't know you, people who don't aren't real stakeholders in your life, have no vested interest, um, no input whatsoever, but are merely viewers and audience are now getting to judge what um are now almost, yeah, are now applying pressure mm. or getting you to apply pressure on yourself as to how you live and I think it feeds into that performativity aspect that you were talking about where it's like now we're all living on a stage now we're all becoming actors now we're all thinking what's the best role I can play how Mm -hmm. can I brand Mm -hmm. myself really well to be perceived well so that I can please this very invisible but virtual audience you know and it's like that's not actually how the real world works. You don't have to be perfect. Your partner doesn't have to be perfect. You get to be three-dimensional beings. And I think on a, you know, a 2D virtual timeline on a phone, we don't get to see or appreciate that human beings are actually 3D, 4D. Like we we are so multidimensional. And so we can't even embrace those parts that even we can embrace in ourselves. Mm. 
where it's like we aren't all good people all the time and also what is considered imperfect or like a drawback yeah can become so silly like really frivolous stuff is like no that's a really bad it's like no it's just a personality trait like right. or it's just something you don't like but now because the internet's you know gone on the whole uproar about something or something has like fifty thousand likes we're like no i now need to make this a hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com part of my list or I now need to make this a part of my expectations no just because it's popular doesn't mean it's right and doesn't mm. mean it's right for you either and a lot of us ride on the popularity of people's opinion or the popularity right. of people's platform to now shape our lives with certain things which aren't actually relevant to us so yeah a whole bunch of nonsense kill that. yep yeah, no, actually kill cool that. So and that it, brings us it. to the conversation though about what you were saying about the everyone on Twitter seems to be making six figure thing. Because mm-hmm. it feels like a lot of us are so out of touch with reality. And I mm-hmm. think that this is more pervasive now because we are going through a cost of living crisis mm-hmm. where it's like actually a lot of people when you look statistically are struggling to afford even base, quote unquote basic things. Mm-hmm. But we're living, you know, in a social media era where it's like, no, you should be able to afford at the bare minimum some of the most lavish and expensive or luxury items. So why do you feel like there is this um, disassociation from reality when we suddenly get onto the internet? Because it feels like everyone's creating their own Sims it world. It is the quest for power and also in some instances, illegal activities. I'll address the illegal activities because that's shorter than the quest for power and it's actually linked. Some of y'all are actually involved in criminal activities, which is why you have access wow. to capital. No, oh, genuinely. Wow. Some of you are evading from reporting your earnings to HMRC. Some some of you are actively uh, involved in bagging squares. Some of you are actively involved in some kind of credit theft. Some of you are actually in some kind of illegal activities. That's a small percentage of you, but I just wanted to address that because it's different when you're earning six figures and it's legal Mm. to earning six figures like without paying tax Mm. and your tax evasion, we've seen you. As you can see, I've been watching a lot of like criminal minds and uh, all that kind of stuff still. So I'm on to you. The jig is up. But coming back to the main point around why is it that it seems that people are disassociating? It is largely attributed to power. Mm -hmm. I think that when you are actively disempowered in one aspect of your life, it is easy to seek spaces Mm. and other areas where you can reclaim a bit of that power we see it time and time again in so many different instances but i think as we are watching the real purchasing power go down Mm. people have literally 
an obsession with finding an outlet where they can now be on top. Mm. And the internet is one of the easiest places to do that because it's so decentralized. Anyone can come up. How many times have we seen people's lives changed by sharing a clip Mm -hmm. or sharing a thought or, you know, putting themselves out there? Mm -hmm. It's that vying for attention and vying for popularity and vying for validation that people can get from the internet that they can't get in their real life. Mm. It's easier to be validated online by a bunch of strangers than be validated when you're stuck in a life that actually doesn't speak to anything that you want from it. Mm. And I think that it's so much, as as toxic as it is, it is almost an outlet or a release or a form of escapism Mm -hmm. from the reality that is their life. And the stats don't lie. People are not making money like that. Not just in the UK, but this is genuinely an economic crisis. And I think nobody wants to feel as though they are part of that emergency or part of that group because it's really damning. It really, really is damning. And it puts us in, um, especially for ethnic minority communities, we tend to feel the effects of poverty even more because of historic and institutional factors. And as women too. And doubly as women look there's a very double jeopardy intersectionality claudia jones Mm -hmm. um and kimberly crenshaw thank you um that really expresses and puts language to what it is that we experience in our Mm -hmm. day-to-day life and i think that for better or for worse usually for worse our form of resistance to that sometimes Mm -hmm. can be we want to subjugate other people in different spaces so we have all of these echo chamber conversations of you know you need to have this as a display of wealth even though everything in your bank account and everything in your life is telling you that baby you're broke yeah or you know we if we do find ourselves in a position where we are for whatever reason maybe we've made it maybe we've made extra this month maybe we've had a fantastic year maybe we're you know owning a business because there is such a stark divide between rich and poor. Mm. It becomes so easy to disassociate yourself with that mm. and fool yourself into thinking that this is, that you are there because of meritocracy and mm. not because of you know certain institutional mm-hmm. factors. Also thinking about something like capitalism, capitalism is an easy escape. Yeah. It allows, it tricks you into thinking that getting these cosmetic things that are symbols of wealth means that you're actually wealthy. Mm-hmm. So many of us are, bo- you know, and again, I'm not trying to like, piss on anyone's parade that if you like nice things like nice things me too i like nice Mm -hmm. things me i was talking about perfumes Mm -hmm. that i can't pronounce in the last episode (laughs) or so okay there are certain things that we like that are a bit more luxurious or lavish or may cost a little bit more um that are these symbols of wealth and i think the trap is when we start thinking that our identity needs to be linked to these symbols of wealth and we start forfeiting things and we start actually disassociating from the reality of, baby, we have light bills to pay. Baby, we have rent to pay. Mm-hmm. We have all of these individual things that we need to care- take care of. But also it distracts us from the fact that this is not just an individual issue, but this is a community mm-hmm. issue. I think that's the biggest thing that frustrates me about conversations online is that we forget that this is actually a reality that is shared by many, many people. Many people are going through individual personal warfares, community warfare, because they don't have access to the financial resources or even the basic necessities. And sometimes because we are leading with conversations around wealth, because we are leading around conversations around acquiring 
assets or the symbols of like extreme wealth, we are failing and neglecting to have the really important conversations of how do we ensure that everybody actually has access to everything that they yeah. need? How do we ensure that people can, you know, keep the lights on? Yeah. When we're thinking about things like food banks or thinking about things like um, uh, people that are giving out free resources, mm -hmm. those are the people that need to be platformed more mm -hmm. because those are the people that are actually giving a service that most people most people actually statistically need. actually need it is a big big distraction and it is a vi and play for power mm -hmm. because people feel so disempowered in their yeah. actual lives yeah. i think it's so so sad but i really think that a lot more energy needs to be redirected to having the hard conversations and actually owning up to the fact that majority of people that we know actually don't got it yeah. like that and even if you are to find a click of friends or people that you need to just level up with mm. in order to you know create a community around you of people that are making money mm -hmm. statistically speaking yeah. the majority of people that occupy a particular community region um nation mm -hmm. are actually pushing against the poverty line yeah. and that's only in western countries yeah. child they I just think it's such a big, unnecessary distraction. And too mm -hmm. many of us are brought into these very extreme um, displays of wealth yeah. as a distraction from the fact that many of us actually need the basic necessities yeah. first. It's a distraction. 100%. Capitalism, literally the underpinning principle of capitalism, consumerism is to distract you. Mm -hmm. It is to make you think that you will be able to put a bandaid over a broken leg. Mm. It is to make you think that if you get this one item or these couple of items, then you can show other people that I've mm -hmm. got it like that. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. the reality is most people around you they're struggling to make ends meet. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. And I love that you brought that up because I do think it is a massive distraction on the real issues, right? The real societal issues and the structures which exist within the times that we're living in mm. right now. And I think it's interesting when people kind of pinpoint, when you have conversations like this, they're kind of like, no, like this is a you problem or you need to level up in some way. And I think it's interesting the narratives we kind of draw on because when we have conversations like this, like you said, we make it an individual person mm -hmm, issue mm -hmm. it's you don't hustle hard enough you don't xyz it's a you problem it's like no this is a structural problem and i found that comment about like no you guys are just broke really interesting because not that i took it personally because we're not but right. it's that ability to acknowledge we're not do you mm -hmm, know what i mean we mm -hmm, may mm -hmm. not be out here with luxury bags and stuff like that but like we being aware of these structural issues, being aware of economic disparities, being aware of social injustice can acknowledge when we're living in a place of privilege. Exactly. And I think what's interesting about conversations like this is you'll say something is not normal and people will be like, it's not normal to you. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, 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 come back to reality. Objectively, it is not normal. And I think there's a lack of objectivity mm -hmm that people have right now because everyone takes things based on a subjective place like no this is not hard for me so it's not hard in general mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no it is hard in general it's not hard for you because and we acknowledge this for ourselves on a daily basis you are privileged in some way and I think when you are coming from um it's like you're saying what you're saying about intersectionality actually mm. when you are coming from a disempowered social group right it can sometimes be hard to acknowledge that you have privilege in other areas. Do you get what I mean? And it's like, no, yes, you may be, okay, let me take my social ident identity. You may be black, you may be a woman, you may have been born on a council estate from a working class background with a single mom, but statistically, when you look at where you are now, you're privileged. Mm -hmm. The level of education you have, the mm -hmm. level of income mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. make, the fact that you are, you are an entrepreneur who makes a certain amount, you are living from a place of privilege. Absolutely. And the worst thing you could do right now is to make it seem as though, no, because I have this social identity, 
identity. I can identify with the struggle or there is no struggle because I'm not struggling. And I think that's what a lot of people do, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, and you see it a lot with um, people who do transcend social classes or um, experience social mobility that they're like, no, I've been able to overcome. So there is actually no issue. And it's like, shut up you're not the majority of people and you're also not the uh, the the typical story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think sometimes we can we can mistake exceptionalism for the norm do you know what i mean you. and it's like no 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 you are the one percent of the one percent of the one percent who had a sequence of really good events mm-hmm, happen mm-hmm. to you which aren't luck like no one's taking away from your hard work your grafting your um the fact that you fought tooth and nail for where you are mm-hmm, now no mm-hmm, one's taking mm-hmm. that away from you but the worst thing you could do right now is say i've been able to do it why can't everybody else do mm-hmm. it or even worse I can, um ignore the fact that now you have a part to play in the changing of systemic issues exactly. which may not oppress you anymore exactly. do you get what i mean I I think a lot of people are like, because this is not a me, me issue, this isn't a systemic issue, but also, like I said, they've kind of, they stop acknowledging that what they have is actually not the norm. And I'm like, why Why is it so hard? If you can toot, toot, toot your own horn about, I make this much, I make this much. Why is it also so hard for you to say, I'm actually in a very privileged place? Just acknowledge that. But people don't because being in a privileged place now we now have to question well what part do you now play in the systems that are unfair or unequal you're upholding the system the thing is though just because you are in a privileged place doesn't necessarily mean you are upholding a system do you i mean you Mm -hmm. can actually now be in a position to change something Mm -hmm. like we're saying about like when you are in a place of privilege but you can acknowledge that there are social issues you now actually have the resources maybe the power to be like Let's change something, mm-hmm, support mm-hmm. a feedback, amplify certain voices. But without acknowledging your privilege, you actually don't acknowledge the power that you have to bring about positive exactly. change. So I think a lot of people, it's not necessarily about, I don't know, wealth shaming, because a lot of poverty shaming is going around. It's not necessarily being about like, oh, you're rich, like shut up. It's more so you're rich, actually amplify your voice about the right things. And there are right and wrong things to amplify your voice about. Poverty shaming is not the way you should be using your platform or your resources. And it's not to police, like we said, if you like luxury things, enjoy your luxury things. But what, what we would be wrong to do as a community center platform mm-hmm. is to not also tell you that there is another option out there for your resources which is to use them for social good especially in a world where there is so much social disparity and i think that's where i get frustrated a lot with these conversations where it's like just acknowledge your privilege and acknowledge that what's normal to you is not normal as a baseline mm-hmm. and so many statistics can show that and it's like your timeline is not an accurate representation of what's happening in the real world the real world is an accurate depiction of what's happening in the real world and sometimes your world is not even a depiction of what's happening in the real world and so actually get in touch with the real world and I think yes you you know news outlets aren't 100% um, objective journalists aren't 100% objective but you can do research for yourself and even just look at your localized community. What is going on? And I think a lot of more of us, if we took inspection of that, would realize we have a lot more resources which can be shared, mm-hmm. whether it's power, whether it's time, whether it's our knowledge, whether it is actually our money. Um, and if we do that, a lot more positive change would be seen. But mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want positive change. They just want to flex. 
And those are the people that are upholding the system. Yeah. I think it's that, right? Again, it comes back to the acquisition of power. And I think especially for those of us that have previously just been disempowered or those of us that have experienced some kind of social ill, it becomes even more difficult when you do find yourself occupying a position of power to now disperse it. Yeah. It makes me think of the gatekeepers or the folks that get to the table and all of a sudden they shut the door. Yeah. Or the people that, you know, they climb up the ladder and then they kick off the ladder when they've gotten to the top. Because as terrible as it is, there is a safety and a security when you are, when you have all of these resources. I think it would also be worth remembering that as much as social mobility can work upwards, it can also work downwards. And this is not me wishing ill on anybody. Look, I want all Mm -hmm. my people to be rich, healthy, wealthy, all of the, all of the things. Mm -hmm. But it's also acknowledging that when you are actively hoarding resources or you've gotten to a place where you've done super, super well, these things can change in an instant. Yeah. Trust me, we have had our fair share of like, it, we've been broke. Yeah, 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 we yeah, have yeah. been broke. So the statement was definitely true. And y'all, are bro- we've been broke. Mm-hmm. Trust me, we've been there hustling, mm-hmm. <laughs> wondering if the lights could stay on or, you know, or, you know, when is the next bill coming? Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, especially with your students as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. One day you're getting takeouts back to back. The next day is toast and bread. Yeah. And I used to love those little like packet pastas. Mm-hmm. I was like, that would get me through. So it's really understanding that positions change as well. And don't think that you, you um, aspiring to this place of, you know, social mobility, you thinking that you getting to the very tip top will always be there, especially when you're doing it alone. Mm -hmm. I think it would actually be a lot easier for us to establish those kind of agendas and forward a lot more of you know social good Mm -hmm. if we actually did it together Mm -hmm. and that's why to my sisters is so precious to us it's not just about us making money or us having resources or us having a platform or whatever it's about us as in plural this community actually being a force of positive change Mm -hmm. in the world for women it's about empowering other women to actually take their place in the world because everybody has a you know position to play and i think it's that right not diminishing the fact that other people around you actually have something to give something to contribute or should actually occupy space in these particular conversations because mm. even sometimes when we do have these conversations again it's about power who holds the power even to voice these particular issues mm-hmm. it's like don't have a conversation here don't be sharing your mm-hmm. thoughts because you're broke and that's like the qualifier yeah. of whether you should be able to weigh in yeah. on these things if these are the qualifiers to weigh in on these things, then of course there are certain issues that will never hit the spotlight that need to be spotlighted because the qualifier is these rudimentary materialistic things that we're valuing over people above and over other people's lives, the, the quality of their lives, their happiness, their well-being, just their general welfare. It's the dehumanization process that occurs on social media yeah. as well. That is so, so frustrating. Exactly. It's We can think of, oh, you're just broke, but, have you ever thought about the fact that this person is going through a lot? Have you thought about the fact that this person has been working, you know, 20 plus years in a job that they really didn't want just to make Do you know what I mean? Like these are real human beings with real feelings and time and time again, it's our lack of proximity to these issues that is preventing us from realizing the humanity behind others that are going through it. It's so sad that for many of us, we have to go through the situation in order to extend a hand of empathy to others when really we should hey y'all maybe it's the christian in me but it's like we actually should care about other people yeah, do you yeah, know what i mean sure. like people sure. not just their situations or what they're posing as online or whatever we yeah. should actually care about other people but for i think sure. social media as much as we are inflating those 
expectations around yeah. you know relationships and yeah. stuff like that it is also deflating our sense of humanity That's and deflating really our sense of proximity and closeness to social the fact issues. that do you know what i mean social issues but also just people like and people's pain people's pain yeah. y'all don't care about people all, no more we can all really really relate to and i think that is the thing like don't let money desensitize you mm-hmm. don't let resources or opportunity desensitize you and i think as much as we're a social commentary podcast, the majority of you who actually listen to us are doing it. Like yeah, you yeah, actually yeah. are, you're not these people who are like, no, to be able to go to Tulum, you should be able to do that every week. Like that's not you. And so to the people who actually do listen to us and make up this sisterhood, who are very generous, who are very giving, this is just a reminder to you to not give into a lot of the social narratives mm-hmm. or lead to, or at least, sorry, to inspect what you do perceive as normal or whether you can, you are sensitive enough to even realize the pain and suffering that is around you. And it may not be immediately around you, Mm -hmm. but it definitely is in your world. The majority of you who listen to us are actually from, you know, high economically developed countries. Um, And there is a level of privilege or access and stuff we have access to. And it's not to say we are without problem. It's not to say we are without struggle, Mm. Um, especially as, you know, we're here pioneering like gender equity and women's development and stuff. However, there is still power in what you currently have and try your best if you can, even just this week to notice what are the pain points in your community and whilst you may not Mm -hmm. feel very equipped to solve them you may not have all the money in the world and you may be asking the very relevant question which is well the people who have it should be the one to fix it Mm -hmm. oftentimes they're not because they're oftentimes the ones who can't see the problem because they're just not in it and even if at the very least it's just using your voice to amplify the work that needs to be done or someone who's already doing the work of the pain point you've identified at least do that do you get what I mean Mm. we're living in a world which unfortunately is full of a a lot of broken systems and a lot of people who don't want to acknowledge that these systems are broken but if we can at least amplify our voices to do a little bit of advocacy to do a bit of you know platforming awareness raising um even resource sharing if Mm -hmm. you can donate to something then do it because it's not, this world is not all about me, 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 me. It's, there are a lot of people, probably including yourself or the people around you who are to some degree suffering in some way and don't have the basic things. And if we become so lost in the Mm day-to-day issues that we have or the funny things on the timeline or whatever, we can lose that. We can lose the fact that we can actually be a blessing, but we can also help push society forward. And that starts with our local communities. Mm -hmm. And so if you can pay attention to your local community, then do um, because you guys are always so good at doing it when we say we're going to raise money to do something you guys are there first and foremost but we can't be everywhere you are do mm-hmm, you get what mm-hmm. I mean and so if you can do that work and if you let us know if there's anything that we can do to amplify maybe we can you know put a tweet of a couple organizations in a couple territories or put some stuff on IG then we will but let's not become desensitized to the fact that we're living in a world that is currently hurting Mm -hmm. and I know that a lot of the things especially with what's happening right now of like Palestine and Israel Mm -hmm. and all of these different issues a lot of times politics can polarize us and we can decide like oh no I'm but we're not here to take sides we're not here to tell you what to think but we are here to say we're living in a world right now where people women children are really suffering innocent people and are innocent people um and we should be able to empathize or at least sympathize with that suffering with that pain to be able to bring about some kind of change or awareness um 
so yeah, as much as this is, yes, general social commentary, there is something every single person mm-hmm. can be doing. And this definitely isn't about virtue signaling. Yep. It's just about doing the work. Absolutely. Yeah. And meritocracy can only get us so far. Boy. And your response can't always be get your money up. If that's the first response that you have to any kind of issue, problem that you see online, any conversations, get your money up, then I need you to very much inspect your heart. Yeah. You need to get your heart up. But first, also man. read something for goodness <laughs> sake. Like, and no, this is not, and, the, and I know sometimes when I bring this up, like people are like, oh no, but not everyone has access to the language. Mm-hmm. I completely hear it. But one thing we can all understand mm-hmm. is stories. Mm-hmm. And if you don't expose yourself to people's stories, you begin to fill in and create their story and tell their story for them, yeah. right? Based on your own assumptions. 100%. If somebody is telling you, I cannot afford to feed my children, and you're looking at them and your response is get your money up. Job. Are you having a processing issue? <laughs> they're telling you that they work. It's they true. work it's a true. lot of hours. It's do you true. know what I mean? Or there is something um, hindering their ability to do that. And I'm not saying that everyone's, you know, where is me story? Not where is me story? But, but like everyone's story of suffering, you should be able to identify with. And it should, you know, pull out your heartstrings mm-hmm. or anything like that. But what I am saying is you can just expose yourself to people's experiences and at least be honest about the fact that something isn't adding up here. 100%. do you get what i mean and be moved by that but so many people it's like you can't Nothing. tell us you don't know Nothing. you can't tell us you don't know you're choosing to ignore i think it's that too and also sometimes it's okay to be quiet i think there's such a haste there's such a I don't know what is in the water, but it's this idea that because we have things like social media, because we have things like the internet, which is blessed in bringing us greater connectivity with other people, but equally it has been bringing us in entirely too much access to things that we have no business hearing or seeing. And I think it's that, right? It's the combination of educating yourself. It's the combination of actively listening without responding, actively listening without feeling the need to have to share, especially when it's premature. There's a lot of folks that are sharing entirely premature thought processes. And look, I'm a big believer of growth development. That's literally what this podcast is for. But that growth, that development, that journeying, that process doesn't always have to be done in public. A lot of it needs to be private work. And it is very, very important that you come to that understanding and you spend significant amount of time genuinely just reflecting on these kind of things, processing before you actually share these thoughts, these feelings and whatnot, because there's entirely too many people that are speaking out of anger. There's entirely too many people that are projecting some of their own experiences onto the social commentary that they share. There are entirely too many people that perhaps would probably do better with speaking to somebody that cares to about them first before coming out on um, social media. And I think that actually is indicative of a wider problem where a lot of people just don't have an outlet, like an appropriate outlet to Mm. actually share their thoughts and feelings before coming on the public stage. Think about the stage. And again, this is not to say that everything has to be rehearsed, but when we think about some of the world-class performers, and if we are looking at the world as a stage, you need significant training to do well. You need significant training and understanding Think about like the processes that actors go through before they do present themselves on stage, right? If the world is a stage, then surely you need to spend significant amount of time really thinking about how you're going to present yourself. And I think as much as, again, we really appreciate how organic some people can present, it can 
leave us in a position of being woefully underprepared when we are presented with significant world challenges and we haven't done the work. You cannot change the world without doing the work. Yeah. You cannot change your world or other people's worlds without doing the work. So it's even having the humility to say, I don't have enough information on this. I don't have enough foresight, oversight, hindsight, all kinds of sights. Just my sight is lacking. Yeah, Just in general. point blank period. And I'm choosing to actively go into the ensemble cast. I'm choosing to go back into the dressing room to go look over my lines, go and read a little bit, maybe think about this, have conversations with my friends as well. Like using the people around you as a, a resource to say, hey, this is what I think about this particular issue. Yeah. Do I have any ignorances? Do I have any biases? Is there anything that you can call me out on yeah. before going to that world stage and really amplifying voices, amplifying your own voice um, and other people? So doing the private work is just as important as doing the public work. Yeah, 100%. I think that's an element as well of really valuing that private work, mm. which is I need to not only work on my character, but I need to work on, like you said, my awareness, my actual awareness about social problems. And so many of us want to do that publicly or front like we don't need to do it at all. Mm -hmm. But you do. Mm -hmm. You actually really, really do. Because you're not living in this world alone. We're not living in silos. We're not, you know, living in these echo chambers and that's it you're actually living in a bigger world and these things do affect you right they affect you in some way or they'll affect future generations to come and so let's all just kind of do our part mm -hmm. um but you do have to prioritize doing that work in private because i have seen people try to do this on a public stage and i won't lie to you you often do get slewed i'm not going to lie like people how do you not know that how can you post that and it because learning is a continual process and so you're going to be at various stages in your learning and so sometimes you are going to get things wrong so I think surrounding yourself as well with people who can support that journey, at least point you in the right direction, but also appreciating that this journey is not linear. Mm -hmm. And also don't, it, you don't necessarily need to do that in the public stage either. Mm -hmm. Like if, I think there's also, a, this episode is turned into something else, but it, especially with like social activism and stuff like that, there's been this a huge pressure for people to talk about things straight away. Yeah. You are not the White House press secretary. You are not doing PR for 10 Downing Street. Mm -hmm. You do mm -hmm. not have mm -hmm. to have an official statement on everything, especially when you feel completely underprepared and mm -hmm. under-equipped. And just because you've seen a lot of emotionally charged stuff, please go and do your research. And it can actually just stop there. You having your opinion, but not having to platform it. Because mm -hmm. I think that's another thing with the whole like coming on stage. You always feel like when you come on stage, you have to deliver a line. You don't. You can actually just be an extra mm -hmm. in the back. And it's not saying be um, idle or passive. It's saying do what you can, but prioritize the private action more than you do the public display and the performance. Because a lot of people are getting caught up in performativity, but it's not bringing about any change. Exactly. All they're doing is probing a lot of engagement, like social engagement. And I think that's another thing. Sometimes the even the good thing, people are doing it from the, uh, the wrong place. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? Or mm -hmm. from a bad mm -hmm. place mm -hmm. of again, using social media and the power it gives you as an ego boost, even if it's just driving engagement, driving unnecessary conversation or conversation that's painted as necessary, but goes nowhere. It actually brings about no change. Um, and so I do think 
with that, don't feel a force to engage in something prematurely or even engage at all in this specific way. Yeah. You get to determine your engagement. And one thing I would advise is prioritize engagement that brings about positive change mm-hmm. or at least real life change. Absolutely. And I think um, bringing it back to this whole idea of like what informs your expectations and social media being the oftentimes antithesis to some of the expectations that we should have for our life really again in that private work that we're doing prioritizing our real relationships with people so even as you're doing the work of doing the research and all that kind of you know bits like that make sure that you actually have informed conversations with those around you like your friends like the people that you have around you because I think those that are making the most noise or those that are often the loudest and are literally the resounding symbol that just keeps going off often lack having people in real life to check them lack having people um in real life to provide them with the accountability that they need they lack having you know the soft voice in the back that's actually saying i don't think that was a good idea for you to do or i'm not really sure that you are um capable or you are primed appropriately to have some of these conversations on a public platform or in public or on social media whatever so i definitely encourage you within your own communities within your friends when you come across something that's a little bit oh zesty have conversations with people in your real life what did you think about this sis like there's oftentimes it will be super tangential stuff i'll come to a courtney or one of my other friends or even family members i'll be like okay so what was your response to this or like Mm. what was your thoughts about this because that can often inform a your expectations around the actual um situation Mm. b it can also provide you with context or a perspective that you may be lacking or Mm. missing there's so many people that are very hard line in their conversation and hard line in their perspective because they've never had people challenge them in real life and those are the people that spit the most vitriol online because they've actually never been challenged um in real life you know those folks that are like they have so much energy online but in real life it's like you don't have the same energy yeah 100% you need to make sure that you if you're coming with energy online you better have the same energy in person and a lot of people lack that authenticity yeah. and you can build that authenticity by having the authentic conversations yeah. with people where you allow them to challenge you and challenge your way of thinking yeah. there's also that right oftentimes on social media and online we operate in silos yeah. we operate in these echo radicalized chamber. echo chambers where we're continually either coming um against people that have radically different views to Mm. us and therefore we can't even see their humanity or we find ourselves bandying with people that are yes men and yes women and yes people and have no by no intents and purposes like the nuance um or that even care or intention good intention towards you to challenge you um as somebody that cares about Mm -hmm. you someone that cares about you will obviously sometimes they'll agree with you sometimes Mm -hmm. they'll disagree with you but they will always challenge you and sharpen you and i think at both ends of the spectrums where you have people that are super radical but on your side or people that are super radical but on the opposite side there's that lack of care and that lack of sharpening that comes through that private work so i definitely recommend advise implore you even make sure that there are people sisters in real life that you can say sis something crazy is happening or like i've seen something happen on social media or this has made me feel a particular kind of way what do you what's your thoughts yeah how do you respond to this yeah let's talk about this gather a bunch of sisters in your next girls night even yeah. something controversial comes up have conversations there's been so many times where we've sat down in amidst our friends it was a friendly conversation and then it got real serious real Real quick quick. and having to deal with real challenges even amidst the people that care about you and love you saying actually i think you've got this wrong yeah 
we just do not know how to disagree. We don't know how to converse. Yeah. We don't know how to have those conversations in private, which is why it's manifest manifesting so angrily and yeah. so unempathetically yeah. online. And I think even to like further sharpen ourselves and what uh and have thorough thinking about what we believe. It's not even just about challenging through disagreement, but sometimes it's just why do we think this? Mm-hmm. Like why let's push and really I don't know, like really examine and analyze our thinking because mm-hmm. you may even be in groups where everyone actually agrees exactly. with you, but you need to now inspect, but why do we believe this? I think this Challenge even the in the area process. of um yeah, exactly. Like I think even in the area of faith, there's a lot of things we just blindly accept. Mm-hmm. And the overall, like overarching belief is not wrong. Do you get what I mean? But if we don't challenge ourselves to think, but how do we overcome those rebuttals that other people have or really why did we come to believe this what we are all often guilty of is just rolling based on assumption and blind belief Mm -hmm. and we don't know how to defend our own beliefs that when we go and we start shouting them we look silly because it's like no but if someone comes and just posts one little thing into your argument you don't know how to stand because you don't know what your argument's even built on Mm -hmm. so really challenging each other to be like okay yeah like you you're not wrong but keep walking me through your thinking Mm -hmm. right and that's something that has helped me like you said that those challenges actually make you stronger not necessarily in defending yourself but at least knowing that you are integral integral to what it is you say you believe in and you have a full understanding of what it is you're backing because a lot of people are on social media backing things that they don't actually believe Mm -hmm. and so actually make sure that you back the things that you believe in but also that makes you open to when you've done that logical thought process it makes you open to receiving new information that may change your perspective on something Mm -hmm. because not only do you know the answer you know the equation Mm -hmm. and when there's a new factor you can change the answer because you can see how it affects your entire formula if that makes sense um so really think methodically and logically through why you believe the things that you believe um whether it is about social issues social groups or it is just about people's position and the um, narratives which we see Mm. on social media Mm -hmm. don't just blindly accept anything just because someone with a big platform said it you may even listen to our podcast to be like i don't agree with some of the things you say Mm. fantastic we encourage healthy and respectful discourse heavy on the respectful but i think it's important for us to be able to respectfully disagree but also be in pursuit of a truth Mm -hmm. or even if the truth is not one thing be in pursuit of um respectful agreeing to disagree yeah and respectful coexistence yeah that's it that's it because y'all you be having arguments and wanting to eliminate the other person it's not unnecessary you can't live a life where you're eliminating people completely you cannot live a life siloed off from people that you despise or dislike or hate or whatever because they live and they exist which means they're going to exist in you can block as many people as you like but there's still existence right you're gonna have to find a way to coexist simple as so we hope that you can coexist with us in this sisterhood and if you thoroughly disagree with us it's fine maybe this isn't the spot the spot for you and that's okay that's all right so yeah definitely follow us on everywhere so we can continue to engage in conversation you can follow us across all social platforms at to my sisterhood you can follow us individually my lovely best friend is at renee kapuku and i am at cd boating yeah that's what i say absolutely and then <laughs> it's the shot throw it to you yeah throw it over to me <laughs> i'm coming over to here craig and we have noticed that you have not signed up for the to my sisters nah, mailing nah, 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 list 
big mess up look if you want the glowing and growing tips of your life as mm. well as first access to all exciting bits mm. news events mm. as they come to tms hq then you should definitely sign up to the mailing yeah. list we send it out weekly and you should be able to access this from signing up over at www.tomysisters.com fantabulous sisters we hope that you have an amazing week definitely do that activity and just pay attention to your local community this For week sure. wherever you may be um just go outside and touch the ground or touch something. just grass, remind yourself you're in a real wood. world <laughs> go and grab in fact go and grab a sister yeah it's true gotta wear, as long as she's not toxic <laughs> radicals but sisters you already get you'll get what you get from. it you get it but yeah have an amazing week and as always keep glowing and growing Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com